Hey, what's going on, everybody? Coach Fig here for another Sabbath day reading. Going to be bringing to you uh, some scriptures, breaking them down, and uh, continue to bring uh, bring this truth, bring this word to you. I'm sitting here with uh, two of my sons and my nephew. My wife over here is on the side. Let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, actually, you know, we always start with a with a prayer out of the, out of the book, right? So. I'm going to go to Psalm, pick a random prayer out of Psalm. Ended with Psalm 23, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're not going to start with that. I like that. We could do, uh, we could do Psalm 13. Psalm 13. Trick is pick the Bible up, put your thumbs, make the meat in the middle, and then open the Bible. You automatically be in Psalms. And then look for 13. Big number 13. This one time? Psalms 13. Yep. That's what we're going to read. You found it? Yeah. You want to read it? I can. Go first. For the director of music, a song, David, how long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? <clears throat> how long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. That's uh, Psalms 13. I'm going to read it again, because for some reason, these young fellows here, they think when they got to read, they uh, they want to lower their voice and mumble. So I read it again. Um, it says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Um, again, that's uh, Psalm 13. And Isaiah, I know you kind of like, what? that's not what I read, but it's, it is. It's just different, yeah, different version. So... I'm working on getting everybody the same, the same book, so that way you know the confusion isn't there. But that was Psalm 13. Um, before we go into the, the scriptures that you found, Sebastian, um, I want to break this prayer down because this prayer is actually kind of it's, it's it's kind of deep and it's dope. It's one of the ones that I, I've kind of read a couple of times in the past, right? And um, um, it's almost like an individual you know questioning the Lord, no? Mm-hmm. 
But at the end, that person says what? Always sends the word before he has been good to me. Right, he's been good to me, right? So even though you're going, even though like you feel like your enemies are doing better than you, even though you feel like people talking down on you doing better than you, even though you feel like the people not want to see you make progress are doing better than you, the Lord is still being good to you, though, right? Yeah. And so that's something. That's something to uh, to acknowledge because sometimes when we're going through through uh, through hardship, when we're going through turmoil, you, uh, it's easy to feel forgotten or feel lost. You know what I mean? And um, you got to understand that it's all part of the test. Life itself is a test, right? And the Lord is going to test you over and over to make sure that you're worthy of his blessings. And so if you should come to the pressures of the world and your peers and your environment and you show the sign of weakness, then, you know, why would the Lord want to reward you for that? You know what I mean? He didn't, he didn't buckle. He didn't he didn't fold when he was put under pressure, when he was, you know, beat, when he was crucified. He didn't fold. He's, you know, like y'all say, he was ten toes, right? So that's what you got to do. You got to be able to stand, stand through it all. Sometimes it's, it comes in the form of a family member, in the form of a friend, in the form of a lover, right? Sometimes it's not always going to be an actual enemy. Sometimes your enemy is someone you got close to you, so you got to really pay attention to that, all right? Now, you said you found some scriptures over there. What, what you what you found? What what did you want to read? Uh, John 8. John 8? John 8. Is it first John or just John? John. Okay. You know where John is at? To the back. I'm on it already. Uh, what verse you said? 8. I mean, it, the number 8 and 12. All right, chapter 8, verse 12. Okay. I'll find it. That's actually a really dope verse. Um, um, where's the highlighters? I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I feel unprepared. John, John chapter 8, verse 12. And for those of you at home that are going to listen to this later on uh, in the day or, you know, tomorrow, whenever you get to it, Again, you hear the pages turning is because we actually read out of the Bible. We're not we're not here just uh kinda going through. Alright. Here you go, buddy. I like the small one. Thank you, bud. Yeah, it says you found it. I'll let you read it and again I'll read it on my end, but I'll let you read it. Okay. Show them how it's done, right? They like to whisper over there. Show them how to read it, buddy. Okay. It goes the same thing as they don't feel bad. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Well, it says the same exact thing over here, so I don't have to read it. But I, I guess I will read it for the audience to make sure that they hear it. They, I'm pretty sure they heard Drew, but I'll read it again. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So um, I think that's pretty self-explanatory there, right? Mm -hmm. 
Is, is in other words, if if you follow God's way, yeah. you know, everything else is irrelevant, right? So that's that's I think pretty for those that may not understand. Pretty much, put your faith in God and not other people, not in the ways of the world and things of that nature, man. The only way to make that connection is to open up this book, man. Pray, you know. People like to pray when things are going wrong. Uh, this it's not an emergency line to get through to God. Right, you gotta actually live a, a certain lifestyle, and um, and uh, put things to practice. Having this information, what we read today, having this information is not enough. Just knowing it is not enough. Okay, you're actually better off not knowing it, because then you would be without fault. Right? If you didn't know you was doing wrong and you kept doing wrong, then yes, you could be forgiven a lot easier. But if you know this truth and you go out there and you still decide to, you know. Do, do worldly things well then then yeah it's, it's, it's your fault so that was a good find uh, what's what's the other verse that you wanted us to read uh, Luke Luke chapter 6 27 Luke chapter 6 verse 27 yeah okay no I mean Isaiah Isaiah, Isaiah? Oh, Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 I'm about to say it because Luke Luke is right there Luke is this way, but he said Isaiah. Now. Do you have one in Luke? Me? Do you have yeah. It? You do? Yeah. So how about we just go to Luke because we're already on Luke. Okay. Luke, what's the Luke what? Luke chapter 6, verse 27. Luke 6, verse 27. I think the word on. Luke is going to be this way. Luke, I said that. You said Luke 7? Luke chapter 6. Oh, chapter verse 6. Verse 27. Verse 27. Luke chapter 6. Verse 27? Yes. Yeah, I already have that too. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff you're going to find, I'm, I, I already. Yeah, but that's yeah. good. I love that you, you, you're doing your reading on your own time and you, you find things in your own. I, I love that you're doing that. Uh, Got it? I'll, uh, I'll read it. It says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. That sounds that sounds kind of tough to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it says, "Love your enemies." And actually, um, for those of you listening at home, there's a there's there's a uh, reading that I did a week or two ago, and it's already posted, which is titled uh, "How to Love Your Enemies." And that one actually speaks on on this right here. Um, you, you think you, you think you're able to do that right now? Where you at in life right now? No. So that's see the, the type of growth you gotta have, right? Because like even when when Jesus was being uh, persecuted and abused, and even when he was on the cross, right? What he what what did he say? He said, "Forgive them, for they know not what they do." Right? And that's crazy to think, right? Like to imagine, like I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to end you. You know what I mean? And you're gonna pray for me. You're not praying for yourself. You're praying for me. That's a that's a whole different. You get what I'm saying? So that's that's how 
far away from the Lord we are. That's how, that's how imperfect we are, right? That because we're all about self. Right? You gotta think about. We always think about self. Always think about self. We don't. The idea of putting someone first is something that we struggle, especially someone that you know has done wrong to you. You know what I mean? So um, it's not impossible. I've seen it on TV a couple of times on the news. Should I say where you know? There was a gentleman, his brother was killed by a female officer, and he showed up to court and, and he and he wished her no harm. He wanted her to be forgiven and to be let go. You know what I'm saying? And that's tough. You know what I mean, because if someone was to kill your brother, would would you want them to be free? You wouldn't, right? You you would want what revenge, right? Yeah. But what does God say? Don't do your revenge, he'll do it for yeah, you. Revenge is mine, right? So for you to go out there and seek your own revenge, your own, you know, get your own Payback is to say that your authority, your power is greater than God's. You know what I mean? So we just gotta. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we gotta work on as 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 people, as individuals. And the biggest factor is that we don't have God in our life uh, as, as 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 much as we should, and that's why we, we go through these things. All right, what you got over there? You say Isaiah. Isaiah chapter forty verse thirty-one. Isaiah chapter forty. Oh, you found it. Isaiah forty. Verse what? Verse thirty-one. Yeah, we have thirty-one. Yeah, verse thirty-one. Um, want to read it? Sure. Cool. See? Don't matter. I mean, which, if it's just me and Lou Man reading, yeah, yeah, just gonna sit here and just listen. Whatever. I'm just saying, if you're gonna read, read it. Not he'll take it. Alright. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Yeah, I process that. I read it again, because again, this guy's reading to the floor. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So this is this is kind of speaking on the strength that you that you can inherit by having your faith in the Lord, right? By being able to be calm in the middle of the storm, as they say. Right, like everything is falling apart around you, and you just be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but is that something you can do just because, or you gotta you gotta put in the work, right? Yeah. You gotta really believe in the Lord. A lot of people talk about they believe in God, but their actions don't show that. You know what I mean? So um, that's that's uh, that's kind of uh, a big a big deal there. Uh, what else you got for us, buddy? How many you got total? So I know because I I have my own agenda. Uh, five. Okay, so that's about two three. More. Got some more good. Um, next one is Proverbs uh, chapter sixteen, verse three. All right, Proverbs is going to be just after Psalms. So go to the middle of the book. Proverbs. Proverbs what? Chapter 16 and uh, 30. 
Okay, okay. So did I check this out? First three, though. You said three? Yeah, three. I heard three. Chapter 16. Verse three. Oh, that's hard for the streets. No, that's hard for the streets. I like that. Oh, you found it. I like that. You can read it. I'll read it after. Okay. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Will succeed. Commit to the Lord, and everything you do, and your plans will succeed. That's that's tough, right? That's so like, and you know I say this all the time, there, right? But if I'm like, yo, specifically with playing ball, right? Yo, keep your GPA right, do it, and then I'll get you to, I'll pay for whatever school you want to go to, right? Sure. And you trust in that, right? You believe in me being able to do that for you, right? You gotta believe in God before you believe in me. You gotta believe God is gonna be able to, you know, create this avenue for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta put God first and everything after. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Or as as yours says, your plans will succeed. A lot of people make their own plans, and what they don't understand is that. Your story is already written. God already has for you what he has for you. Can't nobody take that away from you. But the Lord himself, or you, you can you can work yourself out of out of your blessing though, right? Mm-hmm. By making bad choices and, and not living a righteous lifestyle. But what's the what's the next one you got? Um Acts Acts uh chapter two, verse twenty-one. Acts what? Acts chapter two, verse twenty-one. All right, chapter two, verse twenty-one. Verse one. Oh, this is this is a good one too. This is this is chapter uh, verse twenty-one. This is a verse that I use. This is a verse that I use when I speak to um, certain people. And they get caught up in the idea that, you know, the Lord is here for only one type of people. Y'all ready? Y'all found it? Yeah. It says, And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What does it say? Everyone, right? Does it say Hebrews only? No. No. Right? Does it say, uh, you know, Jews? Does it say Christians? Does it say, no, right? No. It says what? Everyone. Everyone. It says everyone. Now, of course, there's people that like to manipulate it and they want to bring up the tribes. And Yes, it is known. It's all throughout the book that the Lord has his chosen people. Right, but his chosen people are what a stubborn people, 
And that's why we, we've been through the things we've been through because as a people, we're stubborn. And so you mean to tell me that just because I'm your dad, you're going to show me favor over someone that's actually doing the right thing by you? If I'm your dad and, and you find out that you could have went to Oregon, but I took money from, I don't know, what's a, what's a bad college to play basketball for? USF? No. no USF is okay. Well, let's just, let's just use USF as an example, right? You, you want to go to Oregon, and I, I take money from USF to commit you there. And then I'll tell you, oh, Oregon didn't call. So we're going to go to USF. And then you find out that Oregon wanted you, right? Would you be happy with me about that? No, right? That would be like, that's strike one, that's it, right? Now, let's say uh, your, your, your agent is, uh, is draft night, and, you know, we got you worked out to go to, you like the Warriors? Golden State wants you, but uh, the Brooklyn Nets are going to pay me to have you go to the Nets, right? And I'm like, all right, cool, I'll take this backdoor money, and now you're playing for the Brooklyn Nets instead of the Golden State Warriors. And then two years into your contract, you find out that you could have been a warrior out the gate, right? You going to be okay with that? No, you're not going to be happy with me, brother, right? So now when it comes down to making new life decisions, I'm like, oh, I'm his manager. And Isaiah can come along and be like, actually, you know, I, Isaiah's the one that's been putting you on you. Like, yo, your pop been backdooring you the whole time, right? Just because I'm your dad. Do you allow me to keep making these choices for you, or do you go with Isaiah because Isaiah is creating the right opportunities for you? But if you allow me to keep making these decisions that are impacting you in a negative way, then you have you don't have the ability, um, you don't have the ability to to make proper judgment because you're my son. If I put you in charge of the business. And you're the reason the business starts to go downhill. You, you'll still be my son. You just won't be the person running the business. You understand? Yeah. And so you have to be able to make those, those decisions. And so the, the, the purpose of me saying that is the same thing with the Lord, right? Just because he has his chosen people, it doesn't mean he's going to show favor to his chosen per, uh, people when you got people that aren't from the tribes that are actually living according to what the book says. Yeah. They're like keeping the Sabbath, right? Or they're keeping the commandments altogether. They follow the dietary law. Right, to keep the feast days, right? So, you mean to tell me that this person that is not part of the 12 tribes does not have favor from God? Then that, then that wouldn't be a just God, right? That wouldn't be a fair God. Think about that, right? So, with, with, with all of that being said, it says it right here, very clear. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. Those are some good. Those are some good findings. Some good readings, everybody. That was good stuff. Um, what? 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 Or when? Or not what? But when did you? Uh, when did you uh, find those? Yesterday. Yeah, oh, not the channel for a couple of days. No, it was yesterday. After you left, I went to get a Bible, and then I went to find. Oh, because you have called me a couple times asking me about something, so I thought you would remember because I told you to just put it in your phone. Don't just write it down. Put it in your phone. But that's good. And for those of you at home listening, man, take take note of that, man. You know, our son is 10 years old. He picks up the Bible on his own, and he does reading, and he finds stuff. If he's 10 years old, he's able to 
separate from the phone, from the video games, from from the worldly distractions. What's your excuse? A ten year old, if a ten year old can seek the Lord that way, what's your excuse? Got to put God first. Everything else after, man. That includes your parents, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, your children, all of the above. Everything's second. The Lord comes first, and that's written. It's written that way in the book. Um. We're gonna go to um. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah? Yeah. Fifteen, Jeremiah fifteen. I think you went too far back. No, I, I was going forward. That's how you go back. Okay, I'll oh. This kid's just sitting here playing with his front, with his hair. I don't know what you're saying here today, bro. You're not even in tune with what's going on. What's up? You're playing with your hair, Jeremiah fifteen. Mm-hmm. You're playing with your hair. It's like there you go, buddy. Jeremiah fifteen. It's to the back, I said. Let me get that. Jeremiah 15. Jeremiah 15, what verse? We're gonna do uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of reading in this one, so probably gonna go like one one through five. Uh, no, six. Yeah, one through six. Okay. You're on it? Yep. You don't have to highlight that with nobody. I, I mean, just put a six. Sorry, sorry. Don't worry. Oh, okay. So, want to read a little bit or? Fifteen. Um, you could, you know what, we'll break it up. You could read like one to three. if. Oh, one and two. One and two. And then um, I can do three. You want to read five. And then you can do six if you want. Uh, yeah, is there one? Then, then the Lord said to me, even if Moses and Samuel were to stand before me, my heart would not go out to this people. Send them away from my presence. Let them go. And if they ask you, where shall we go? Tell them this is what the Lord says. Those destined for death to death. Those for the sword to the sword. Those for starvation or starvation, those for captivity is captivity. So that's 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 pretty clear cut, right? Mm-hmm. And and this piggybacks off of what what we just read with you, right? Which is what that that those that seek the Lord will find the Lord, right? Yeah. So who is he speaking to here? To uh, like. 
he's speaking to the ones that don't seek the Lord, right? Because if you seek the Lord, why would he send you to death? Why would he put you to the sword, right? Why would he put you to starve, right? And so that's the complete opposite of what we just read, right? Because, like I said earlier, um, and if if he only catered to one uh, one uh, one group and not the other, then he would not be a just God. But he's 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 not speaking of anyone in particular. He's not saying don't touch the tribe. He said anyone, right? Anyone. So um, I think that was that was a pretty pretty uh, pretty uh, clear. Okay, reading there, and it says, I will appoint over them four kinds of destroyers, declares the Lord. The sword will kill the dogs to tear, and the birds of the air, and the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. And I will make them a horror to all kingdoms of the earth, because of what Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem. So, this punishment is being brought down to you because of what? Because sins, right? Sins, sins of your forefathers and things yeah. of that nature, right? So, this is why it's important. I would tell you guys, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't how you start is how you finish, right? And everything you're doing between that, that starting point, that finishing point, it ain't where you come from, all right? I come from a terrible environment. Um, I had a rough upbringing. All of the above, right? But but I've made the decision to change my life. I made a decision to live a different lifestyle. I made a decision to to just take the right path versus the path that was provided to me, right? Because if I really wanted to, I have all the excuses in the world on why not to be the man I am today. Make sense? Yeah. Um. Uh, you want to read five? Who will have pity on you, O Jerusalem? Who will mourn for you? Who will stop to ask how are you, how you are? And so, in other words, is who's going to question the Lord's doing, right? It's who's going to have pity on you. It's the same thing like when you walk outside, you see a homeless guy in the street. Can you pity that guy? You just walk by him, right? Right? You don't start to think about what led him to be that way. You don't. You don't worry about why he lives that way. You just—it's just another homeless guy on the street. It's how you—it's how you see him, right? You're not. You don't think about the government is failing the people. You don't think about that shit. You just keep walking, right? Professor mm -hmm. uh, Rita, read six. You have rejected me, declares the Lord. You keep on backsliding, so I will lay hands on you and destroy you. I can no longer show compassion. All right. I'm going to be a little comical here, but I, that, that's the Lord letting you know. He's from the hood, bro. I will lay hands on you, bro. Right? I will lay hands on you and destroy you. Does that sound like something you want to play with? No. That ain't somebody you want to play with, dog. I will lay hands on you and destroy you. Why, why do you think... Why do you think... He uh he he's he wants to do such a thing. Why do you think he will do such a thing? You just read it. You keep backsliding, right? You keep you keep going backwards, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yo, how many times I gotta talk to you about the same thing? Okay, you know what? Cool. 
Put your phone up. Give me the video game. Put your, 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 your good sneakers up. Give me all your jerseys. That's it. I'm done. How many opportunities do you think you're going to get from the Lord? None. Huh? No, he, he, well, he's no, forgiveful, he's merciful, some. but, but right. it's, it's, it's based on if you seek the Lord wholeheartedly, if you're going to seek his word, his truth wholeheartedly, you got to come to him wholeheartedly. That's, that's what it comes down to. Right? Mm-hmm. And don't take his, don't take his kindness for weakness. I think that's where most people go wrong. Most people, uh, most people feel like, oh, they get caught up with the uh, what is it they say? Uh, he 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 loves you. He loves us all. Well, if you're reading the word, you know that's not true, man. He loves those who love him. All right? Yeah. How how do you how do you how do you love how do you love him? How do you know if you love him? Because because he says it right. To love me is to keep my commandments. Let's go to um let's go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew. Start looking for Matthew over here, man. That's how we start pulling up on the book. He ain't ready. Matthew what? Matthew ten. We're going to go 20, 20 and 20, you know, 20 through 22, should I say. Can I read it? Yeah, wait, I guess the little. You might need to go a little. Where you at? You need to remind me. I think it's after Ezekiel. No, it's after uh uh For verse verse twenty, you want ten Matthew ten. Look for verse twenty. It should be on that page. You got it. You found it. Verse twenty. Found it. All right. You want to read it, Fezzo? Go for it. For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and father his child. 
children will rebel against their parents, rebel, rebel against their parents, and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Mm. Yeah, I got that? Yeah. Just remember, I was talking to you about this the other day when you were talking to me about you were trying to get people to read with you or whatever, and you was like, why? And you was asking about why the Sabbath. Like, Yo, it's in the book, bro. It's not my words. It's not my words. Because what? when you choose to follow the Lord, you choose to go against the world. The world is telling you to go to church when? Sunday. Tomorrow. The world's telling you to read tomorrow, not today. But what does the book tell you? Today. Matter of fact, I want you to see it. Go to the front of the book. We're gonna go to Genesis. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna leave this mark, so we're gonna come back to it. But we go to Genesis. I want you to see it because I'm big on that. I'm big on having people read it for themselves. Go to uh, Genesis chapter 2. This is the first book of the Bible, buddy. Chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 2. No, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to let Isaiah read it because I want him to read it for himself. Because he had the question, so I'll let the book answer it. Chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, whenever you're ready. Absolutely. Yeah, well, chapter 2, yeah, where, where it begins, it's just, that's what it is. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made a holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creation that he had done. That wasn't, that wasn't four? This all, is, all the way through four. I, I, want, I want you to read so you can understand. This is an account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth and no plant of the field had yet sprung up for the lord god had not sent rain on the earth and there was no man to work the ground so i mean you went a little further but that's cool um what day did he say that he rested on okay you got your phone on you i i really want to go through this Put up your calendar. Mm-hmm. And what's the first day of the week on your calendar? Sunday. What's Sunday. the seventh day of the week on your, on your calendar? Saturday. So what day should we be resting on? What day should we be praising the Lord on? What day should we be doing the reading and the congregating? Saturday. 
But the world's not going to tell you that. The world tells you the popular day is Sunday, right? Because Saturday we go to the club, we get turned up, right? Now, we're going to do it. Go to Exodus. We're going to do that. We're going to do that today. We're going to do that today. Exodus 20. Is Exodus, right? Exodus 20. Exodus 20. Trust me, you're going way too far. It's literally right after. Twenty, yeah. yeah All right. Isaiah, read verse eight. Uh, eight, uh, yeah, eight, eight, eight through eleven. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the aliens within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. The sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day, therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Whoa! What day was that? Mm -hmm. The seventh day, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't work on the Sabbath day. That's why I turned down a six figure contract because they offered me holidays off. I don't care. I told my work the holidays. I don't celebrate holidays, right? They offered me more pay. They just wanted me to do what? They wanted me to run for them on a Sabbath day. So now, if my faith wasn't in the Lord that he would see me through and make sure that I would be good, I would have took that six-figure contract, yes? Yes. Instead, well, I guess my wife put it away. That contract was sitting on that, that countertop for... Still sitting there. Six-figure contract. Cake, cake, cake. Easy, easy, easy work to, to make those six figures. Right? But I, people, oh, but why? Don't question me. I'm a grown-ass man. I don't have to answer y'all. I, I know why I'm doing this. Right? Your faith is determined based on what? Your actions. Your actions. Not your words. You know, you ever heard the saying... Um, your actions, uh, actions and speak a thousand words. You heard that, right? Yes. Well, I'm gonna flip that on you. A thousand words will never equal to one action. You feel me? So that's why it is what it is, man. You know, it's it's it's, it's uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we stumbled on that. Not stumbled. I'm, I'm glad that you're sitting here. And we're able to actually. Because I've, I've, I've ran it by you a couple of times already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, it's, it's, it ain't nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why I had you read those two back to back. Um, uh, do you have a Bible? Uh, nah, that's not valid. Because it's an app. It's updated. It could be The wording could be manipulated. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it is good. Something's better than nothing. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bless you with one. I'll bless you with one. Matter of fact, you don't, we have, what's that number one we got? 
That one doesn't smell right. I, I'll get you a baby, bro. We have the one that mom brought, but that one's on the floor. Yeah, that was the Um, go back to Matthew, where we were at. Matthew 10, and we're going to read verse 26. I want you to, the uh, reason why I'm going to read this, I want you to remember what? Where we were just at. Yeah. Matthew, Matthew 10. Matthew 10, verse 26. That's why I told you I put a marker there. I know it's going to go back to it. And we're going we're gonna to read the rest of this chapter because I want you to see, um, I want to see, I want you to see how the Lord speaks um, about those who actually do his work and about those that receive those that, that do his work. All right? Um, uh, uh, you're on it? Uh-huh. All right, so chapter 10, Matthew 10, verse 26, and it says, So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the house steps. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him. Who can destroy both soul and body in hell? Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from uh, from your father? But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. Therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet, because he is a prophet, will, re- will, re- will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person, because he is a righteous person, will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of those, or whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Did you did you take that in? You understand that? I read the whole thing because I wanted you to get that. Um, there's so much to break down in that right there. Um, it says, "What I tell you in the dark, say in the light." Right? Um, actually, even before that. It says nothing is covered that will not be revealed, right? Which means like what? That's what people say. Oh, uh, everything is done in the dark will come to light, right? Like secrets, all that. Everything is going to be known at some point or another, right? 
So if you if you doing the right thing all the time, you ain't got nothing to worry about, right? People people can't have no dirt on you. Make sense? Mm-hmm. But this is the part where people get it wrong, right? It says, "But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven." That's the people that want to read in private. But when the, the conversation of God comes up, they act like they're too cool to talk about God. You know what I'm saying? Nah, God. Nah, God. That's the problem. Child fitting with the world too much. So you know, you know the same thing is to say, we're going to church on Sunday. And you just go with the flow because what? That's mom, that's grandma, that's aunt, that's uncle, that's cousin, that's my friend. I don't want to offend them. So would you rather please them or would you rather please the Lord? You get what I'm saying? And it's tough. And that's why it says right here. It says, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. You know, it's a sword, right? What you use a sword for? It's war. There's a war. Right? For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother. So what does that mean? Like a target? Huh? Like people want target? Yeah, because of different points of views, right? Because people are going to want to live according to the world while you choose to live according to the Lord. And that's what the biggest fallout is going to be. You just got to choose which part of the, the war you want to be on. And if we was to jump all the way to the back of the book of Revelations, yeah. I could read some scriptures in here that probably won't let you sleep tonight. That's a fact. Most people, Revelations, they don't even want to touch that book. They like to read about the happy God. But he ain't when he, he says here, he ain't coming here for peace, bro. He ain't coming here to play with nobody. They did him wrong. They did him wrong. And they still continue to do him wrong. Every time you break the Sabbath, you do him wrong. Every time you eat pork, you do him wrong. Every time you wear a cross, you do him wrong. Every time you pray to a statue, all that stuff, you steal, you lie. You do him wrong every single time. So you think he coming back to play with you? Hell no, nah, he ain't. He said it here. He says it right here. He ain't playing with nobody. What it says over here, it says, uh, where is it? We just read it too. It says, and a person's enemies, this is this is this is the heavy one right here, verse 36. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. That's hard for the streets. You busy worried about the dude across the park, the dude with the man, it's the people in your own your own household, your own dwelling that's gonna do you wrong. They won't do it in front of you. I've been called Muslim because I, I grew out a beard. Muslim because I don't eat pork. And, and truth be told, I stopped eating pork 
long before I even got in the truth. I stopped eating pork at the same time as Uncle, actually just before Uncle George stopped eating pork. And Uncle George don't do Sabbath day readings, nothing like that, you know what I'm saying? But he don't eat pork based on facts. We've seen the maggots come out the meat. And it was like, yeah, that's it, it's a wrap. We used to tear up chicken wings and pork fried rice. Cheapest thing you can get. And it tastes good as hell. But once we seen that, it was a lot. And then years later, I get in, I get into the truth. And as I read, I'm like, oh yeah, we ain't supposed to be eating that. And there's so many health complications that come with eating pork, right? Mm-hmm. So why would you want to? It makes no sense. So yeah, man, Matthew, Matthew 26. I mean, Matthew 10, uh, verses uh, 26. Uh, really, really is an eye-opening reading for those people that don't want to come to terms with it. You know I'm saying? And that's why I like to go directly into the book. Um, let's go. Is it? Let's go to Psalms, Psalms, Psalms 23. We'll wrap it up. I don't want to dive too deep. I just had like a bunch of different things, different directions. I could, we could, we could go to Psalms 23 and close it out, which is just a good, this is a good prayer. Um, I've actually heard this prayer a lot, even as a child. I heard my grandmother say it all the time and stuff like that. But you said Psalms what? 23. I mean, we read it enough times where we should know it by heart by now, right? Yeah, no, I did. I'm just tripping. Like, I'm like, wait a second, that ain't it. Um, yeah, there is, there is a, there is a prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Our daily bread. Right now, it's forgive us our debts, and we forgive our debts to us. That's, that's the Lord's Prayer. What did you say? Is that where you're supposed to pray? Like, huh? Is that where you're supposed to pray? That's the Lord's Prayer. Um, so when you when you pray, like, you have people that pray for... They pray in front of you. First of all, the book tells you you're supposed to pray in private. Mm-hmm. Because when you pray, it's a conversation between you and the Lord, Right? So, if you do it in public, it's blasphemous, right? Like, the Lord, he not even... First of all, before you pray to the Lord, if you're not coming wholeheartedly to him, he, he says he doesn't hear the prayer of the sinner. So, if you, if you got sinful ways, don't waste your time in praying because he don't hear you. That's, that's for starters. Over it. Then you got people that go to church and they, they're going to do... Uh, I forget what it's called, but they, they pretty much go into prayer for three or four hours. They just they're praying and it sounds like witchcraft. You ever, you've been to Sunday Church. You you've seen it. It sounds crazy, right? And then people get on the stage and they start fucking jumping like a fish out of water, right? And they the music is playing in the background. It's a fucking spectacle. But what does that have to do with the Lord? What does that have to do with the book? The book tells you not to. Don't you don't do that. 
But people are still out there, right? It's a fashion show. Can you go to Can you go to, to church tomorrow? This tomorrow? If you was gonna go to church tomorrow, would they let you go like this tomorrow? What are they gonna tell you? Dress up. Dress up. Why? Is it a fashion show? For who? The Lord. Is he really looking at you right now? You think he? You think the Lord care about what what clothing you have on? He don't care about that. He care about this. Right? Yep. So he don't worry about what you... If you got the same pants all week, he don't care if... If he cared about clothes so much, when he first made man, he would have put clothes on him. Man was out there baby booty naked running through the woods. Right? It wasn't until he was deceived into eating the fruit. Yeah. But then he realized, oh, I'm naked. But prior to that, the Lord left him out there naked. So why do we need to... Dress up to go to church. Why do we need a certain haircut, a certain certain outfit? That's not the Lord's work. That's man's work. You've been to church. You've seen people criticize. Did you see this person, how they came to church? How? You're there for what? You, when you go to the Lord's house, as they call it, you're supposed to be going to receive his message, his word. Right now, what we're doing, we're holding church right here. This is church. Because the scripture says what? With two or more guys in my name, he's there. I just looking at me. <laughs> yeah. So you don't gotta have obviously, yeah, you can get a congregation of 30 members or more. Fantastic. But you don't need that, man. It could be just y'all too. Just whip out the Bible and read. What Alvin does running around, he talks to somebody, Alvin's holding church. Wait. You know, there's another little girl in school. That mean? That's just she walks around with a Bible too. That's and that's fine. That's great. Oh, I know. But that's what it comes down to. You know what I'm saying? So let's read, let's read uh, Psalm 23 and uh, we'll close out. You ready? Yep. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Amen.